What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kev, Josh, and Hounds rookie Anthony Velarde. Together, we'll talk about the Lily Special in Louisville, what Anthony's first few games as a pro have been like, and more. Let's go! I think that's a great question. Now we got to get into the nitty gritty. So we don't want to keep Anthony waiting, but there's one thing that we absolutely must do since the Hounds did get their first three points of the season. There it oh, is. So good. That first good victory one. beverage of the season. Yeah. Many, many more to come. Had to had to get that in there. Okay, let's talk to Anthony and then uh, <laughs> and then we'll rally on the other side. Anthony, welcome to the show and uh, congrats on getting your first professional start. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. So what was it like walking out of the tunnel in the starting 11 for the first time as a pro? Um, it was a, it's a crazy feeling. I think it's a, it's a lot of emotions going to all that. It's, it's a different feeling of signing that contract. I think it's, it's a, it's a, it's a more of a, an accomplishment of actually finally pushing yourself and getting to the starting 11. It's already enough hard enough to get a contract for your after college and then it's hard enough to get on the 18 roster and then it's even harder to get on that 11 so i'm just grateful to for for the opportunity and it was uh i couldn't ask for anything better getting the start and then getting the win so that was great so speaking of all of that like for the fans of the rounds kind of get to know you uh where'd you where you come from and like what was your path to the river hounds all right, so um, I'm, I'm, I say I'm from Fresno, California. I'm not really from Fresno, California. I'm from, like, a very small town south of, of Fresno, which is the Central Valley of California. It's the center of uh, – so it's right between San Francisco and L.A. That's the best I describe uh, where I'm from. So I'm right in the middle between those big cities. And um, so I'm from a very small town, very small community. I played for a very small high school there. Um, so – so it's it's a so I, that's that's where I, that's where I live. I live in Reedley, California. So it's a that's where I'm from, Reedley, California. I don't say I say I'm from Fresno, but I'm really not. But I I, sup, I, I represent that community as well because I played there all my life since I was younger. But I was born in LA. Uh, moved moved here when I was nine. So and then from there just then I moved to Reedley, and then that's the journey from there. But. Um, how I got to, uh, to Pittsburgh was, uh, so I had, I had a pretty su- successful senior season at Fresno Pacific University based in uh, Fresno, California. And um, from there, I, I did well. I, I got, all, I got the, all these awards and I had stats and stuff like that. So I, had, I got an email from Dan. This, so I didn't get the email. My coach got the email. And um, they, uh, he asked me and then they forwarded that email to my, to my email. And he just asked if I wanted to come to a trial. And I said, I said, and my coach, I talked to my coach about it, and we said, yeah, it was a long trip for me, but uh, I had help from from sponsors uh, uh, from back home, and they made it happen. I got here, and then I went to the trial. I I did I did extremely well there, um, and then coach gave me a call a few days later and offered me a contract, and I accepted it right away. Just kind of following up on that, I guess. Um... I have a couple of questions, actually. I mean, you say you're from a small, yeah. a small town. Um, what what was the kind of, I guess, soccer opportunities in a small town? I, I guess you know, 
we're a Pittsburgh podcast and, you know, Pittsburgh's a relatively big city in the U S I guess kids growing up in the, in the area, there's, there's seemingly a lot of, a lot of opportunities. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just wondering, you know, was there a lot of leagues that you can pick from? I mean, was it like a five minute drive, 10 minute drive from your house to go play soccer or was it like a long commute? What was, what was the opportunities like growing up in a smaller town? Yeah. Well, from, well, from my town, there was no club. There was no, there was like a, they, they call it a city ball or city. soccer. I don't know. They probably have that in Pittsburgh as well. It's like, just, it's just wreck. So it's just, it's right. wreck. and I never played that. I was still old at the time. So I had to go to Fresno, which is, uh, it's like a, 30 to 45 minute drive, depending obviously where you train and where you play. So it could be closer, it could be farther. And so that's, I had to make a commute. My mom, my mom is the one that found the, the club, but the club was called Odyssey Soccer Club. Um, they were probably one of the biggest clubs there in, in the Central Valley. And, uh, and so we, when I was like in 11 or 12, I got in there. And uh, so the commute was, it, we had to, my, my parents, my parents and my grandparents made a huge sacrifice driving 30, 40 minutes, like twice a week and then week and then weekends. And it was, it wasn't just me. It was my, my older brothers that were in the club as well. So it was, you can tell it was three kids and moving everywhere. And it was, the, it, it wasn't easy. That's for sure. Yeah. Got to give it up to the parents for sure. Uh, yeah. And I yeah. guess another question, um, was there like, I guess growing up playing soccer, was there any, or, or even now, um, was there any soccer players that you looked up to um, and just what, you know, maybe, maybe modeled your game off, you know, off of, you know, maybe when you were younger, you'd kind of role play as like, Oh, I'm going to be this player. Like who's, who was someone big, I guess, in your mind growing up playing soccer? Honestly, when I was younger, I didn't really have, I don't, I didn't watch soccer as, as much as when I got it, like maybe to like 17, 18, maybe. I mean, I had, I, I knew like about, you know, obviously Messi, you want, you want to want to like show like all oh, you can dribble and stuff like that. But right. honestly, I, I, when I was younger, I didn't really, I just played to play. I honestly didn't have a, like a, an objective and I didn't really have like an idea of someone. But once I got older, for sure, it was like the O's, it was the Messi, like any left footer that had craft. And I feel like I, I, I was able to pitch myself in them. Maybe not as a high, that, that high of level, but I think I feel like I was just trying to replicate maybe the dribbling or maybe the passing and, and, and stuff like that. I, for sure it was mainly, I can't, it's, it's hard to specify, but of main players, but for sure, like Messi and Ozo and like every big time left footer, midfielder or winger, for sure. I was trying to be like them. Interesting. So like something that I'm always curious about is with uh, college ball in America and like the difference between playing in college versus playing in a, a pro league. Like how was that transition for you? Um, it was, uh, at first, I mean, it's obviously when you have a, a coach, um, that, that's very demanding and I wasn't used to that, especially for college. I wasn't used to someone always like trying to be perfect in, in the sense of everything you do, you do it with a purpose. And I was always just free flowing in college where I, 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 uh, I took a lot of risks and, uh, I, so I had a coach that was a very good, uh, he was very good to me in college. He, 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 he gave me a lot of chances, a lot of opportunities. And so when I moved, so I was comfortable in that stage of my life. And then once I moved to the, obviously to the professional level at USL, it was a, for sure the first week was a huge shock in, in the sense of the way he coached, um, more demanding, more, uh, obviously a little more physical. But once you get to the, once you get used to that physicality, it's not that different anymore. But at first it's a big shock. I think I had to use that right away, but obviously I think the hardest part was trying to, everything you do is with a purpose. And I think 
I think that's what that's what I've learned from being here since preseason is that everything I do now is with the purpose. I do I try to, everything is uh is to do something to be productive in what I do, and I think that's what the the what the biggest thing that I've learned from transitioning from college to to uh, to pro level soccer. So I guess just a quick follow up on that. I'm curious. So would you say I'm I'm trying to kind of like categorize. Um, your answer would you say like the hardest transition from college to 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 the hounds was like the tactical aspect of it I mean you mentioned like the kind of physicality um, was the physicality maybe the hardest thing to get or, or you know what, what would you say was the hardest part I think for sure the hardest was maybe um, tactical in the sense of yeah you you have to be technically aware of everything that you do so I would say tactically I think physicality right. I think that's that can be tough, but you can get used to that. Right. And that, cause that's all, that's all. And to me, physical is always, it comes, but technically if, if, if it's not working in the brain, it's never going to work for you most of the time. So you just you kind of need to have it already. Right. So, and you've, so you've talked, we've talked about California now, you know, we're talking about Pittsburgh. How has it been, I guess, moving to Pittsburgh? How are you settling in? Um, I think what you did that, uh, YouTube interview and you mentioned the weather was a little harsh. How, how's Pittsburgh <laughs> for you right now? No, yeah, the the weather was tough. It's uh, the first game we had for preseason here. I forgot. I think it was against. I have no idea. It was the first preseason game here. It was like below ten. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced that before in my life. It was, <laughs> I, I didn't. Even, I didn't want, honestly, to be honest, I didn't even want to play that game. It was so cold. Like, I've never, and I didn't. And I didn't start that game. So I was sitting on the bench at first, and it just my toes were frozen. Like my face was getting red because how cold it was. So I think for sure the weather was a big a big factor in, in, in me not enjoying myself the first couple of weeks here. And I guess, and, uh, well, sorry, go ahead. Keep, keep talking. I don't want to cut no, you go off. Ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess when you're not on, you know, on the field, when you're not practicing, when you're not around coach Lily, what's your favorite thing to do in your off time? Do you like to kind of step away from soccer or are you like playing FIFA? What do you like to do? I just I I'm, I come home. I usually watch my shows. I like watching a lot of anime, a lot of like uh, supernatural kind of shows. So I literally sit down and for a couple hours just watch shows, sit down, relax, nothing. Try not to think about what happened on the field or what happened out there. Obviously, think about it on the way back, and then okay, then move on to the next day. But when I get home, sometimes I just even go walk to Target and just look around in Target, just walk around, just so I can get out of, out of the apartment and just do something. Hey, so if you I, don't I mind- rely on on just getting up. If you don't mind me asking, I'll, I'll, I'll push you on the anime. Can you can you name some of your favorite anime shows that you watch? Um, obviously, Dragon Ball Z is a big one. Um, nice. I watch Attack on Titan. It's a pretty good show. Um, what else do I watch? I recently, I, I'm right now. I'm watching Naruto. I finally started getting into it. Everybody was hyping it up, so I just I wasn't giving it a chance. But now that I am, I now I know why people are hyping it up. So. <laughs> big fan of big fan of that. So yeah, I just I, I I binge watch a lot. That's I don't like that about myself sometimes. I just sit down <laughs> and I can watch hours hours of shows. It's tough, and man. It's not productive, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tough. I mean, I, I think a lot of shows these days are built so that you have no choice but to binge. So I get it. Um, yeah. So a few weeks ago. You know, you you got your first goal off a of PK after you were just subbed into the game. You know, it was your first goal as a pro. Something that we had talked about on the show that we were wondering, was it always the plan for you to take the PK or did you just sort of take the ball and go for it? 
Um, no, I mean, I, I, I was right there. I was, I was waiting in 18, waiting for someone else to step up and take it. And then I just hear Bob just screaming my name <laughs> to, uh, to, to just step up and take it. Uh, and I honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I was on my knees. I was waiting and I looked at Kenny and I just like, in my, like under my breath, I said, do you want to take it? <laughs> so, and I was just looking at him and he had no, 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 he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't care for that. So I just, I just stepped up. And I was like, oh, whatever. But honestly, I was such, I was stuck in the moment. I forgot we were down to one. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I completely forgot. Cause I was just, I was stuck in the moment of, oh, okay, I'm taking a PK. I have no idea what's going on around me. And I just, I, at first I was a little nervous, I guess. You know, I was a little bit, obviously. But then after I just, I just said, oh, whatever. If I miss, then I mean, I miss. If I make it, then, then great. You know, I just, I think if you have the mentality of thinking, oh, I might miss, I might miss, I think that gets you even more nervous. And I just, that takes you out from the whole play. So I just, I went in, I went in with belief of everybody that obviously the coach screamed at me for a reason. So I had to believe in myself somehow. And um, yeah, and the coach and the players, uh, the really helpful in that sense of they give me a lot of confidence and I think that's why it, it helped when I was when I stepped up for you is it that type of moment where everything sped up or did everything slow down because of sort of what was about to happen no no for sure slows down for sure slows down all the time so Especially then those big moments it slows down all the time so then you buried it what was the first thing that went through your head? Was it like elation or was it like, all right, I got to get the ball and get back or, you know, I'm a pro. I got to, you know, handle this a certain way or <laughs> how were you feeling? No, it was relief for sure. Relief. Like <laughs> pressure from my body just, just went down. Like, okay, we're tied to two now. Like it's, you know, it's like, it was, it was, honestly, it was a great feeling. It's, it's, it's uh, even though the, the, the tying isn't, isn't, isn't what, what we wanted, but I think it's still, it's a, I need to think of it obviously a big picture and, and it's a big, it's a big step into my career in, in this profession. So it, it was a, it was a huge relief. I was delighted. And then I think it was a, it was good. It was, it was good for me. So, I mean, you, you mentioned there, I mean, like Lily shouting from the sidelines, um, I, I get, you know, from, from, as a fan watching the games, we can tell he kind of does that a lot. Um, how, how is it as a player? I've always been curious about this. I mean, cause I, you can, you can do all the kind of pre-match work, and and get the instructions and know how to play but as soon as that whistle blows and I, and obviously you have halftime um as well but as soon as that whistle blows how difficult is it as a player um you know to have your manager you know trying to give instructions in the middle of the game you know especially like you know against louisville for the first half you were on the opposite side of of the field from him. like how how easy or how difficult is it for for lily to get his instructions across as a player or are you is it is it really just like things are going a thousand miles per hour and i can't really hear them and i'm just doing my thing or you know what how's that process work no i think um at first, it's, it's it's very hard. It's very hard. that's what players. Some players don't ever. Some players can't play with that kind of pressure, of someone always telling them what to do. And I think that's why they crack under pressure. And I, I think a lot of trials that came in. I think that's why they never played at the potential that they maybe they thought they were going to play at because obviously he, he is right next to him. He does. He does. He does like to say his word. And I think that's. I think once you get past that, it's it, it becomes like just normal. You just hear what he says and then you just keep playing. I think you need to have a. You need to have that kind of strong mentality to to be able to play through that, and I think that's that that was the that was very tough for me in the first week where I was not not accustomed to that I was not used to that type of coaching to to now being 
I, I would say I'm pretty I'm pretty good at taking his opinion in and and seeing what he see, seeing what he sees because he is seeing something obviously that that is affecting my 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 ability on the field. So I just take it and then I keep playing. But I think you do need to have a a certain uh, a strong a very strong mentality for for his uh for his coaching style. But it's, but yeah, obviously when you're on the other side, you don't hear that. And it's I mean it it is a it's, uh, it's it's but I think he's still he, he you know he does he, his his yell is pretty loud you can still hear him but, uh, <laughs> so so you just yeah it's just it's, it's just simple you take you take in the his 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 thoughts and you just and you just keep playing and I think if you let it get you too much I think that's where it starts affecting your ability to play and that's where you that's where people drop levels and I think I think uh, I think that's that's also something that it that has to be worked on mentally, but yeah, it it is it, it is it is it is tough, and I think but once you get past that, it's it's just that that's just how he is, and he's demanding, and he's and he's and he wants everything to be per, uh, perfect, and I think that you just need to be able to 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 just go through with that because he obviously he's a successful coach, and he's that for a reason, and you just have to grind and grind and grind, and I think that's what, and if you if you pass that pass that uh that part you're going to be good to go because then you'll be very mentally very strong and you'll be able to play with any in any circumstance on the field hmm. yeah so let's uh, talk about louisville uh last week's game so slayer field looks really tough to play on and i'm just curious from your point of view how was it playing on that field on the the baseball stadium yeah it was it's a horrible feel. I'm not gonna lie to you. A, <laughs> it looks like it's it. a bad feel. Like it, it's a horrible feel. Like well, the thing is, even obviously that it's called, I think it's like astro astro turf, where it's not even padding, nothing. It's just literally a layer of of wannabe grass, and it's just every time you ran on there, you just feel like you're gonna slip. Like you have, you really have to focus. Okay, I'm I'm gonna make sure I, I my footing's good before I even try to cut. Or if a defender cuts you, it's very hard to get your footing. But even on the grass, the grass was really loose. I was talking to one of our players today. It was really, it was really loose, and like every time you cut, it was even like it was almost like playing on that turf, on that same turf where it's just, it's just it's very, very slippery. It's hard. It's hard even like to try to cut. It was very hard to do that, and it was just weird coming from going from grass to turf, grass to turf, grass to turf. So that was also a very difficult uh, first half challenge that you have to go through. Yeah, that it 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 didn't look easy. Um, but this, I mean, so despite all of it, though, uh, you know, you guys got the win. Uh, what what was Coach Lilly's message uh, after the game? I think uh, he was he was actually very happy. We were all. I mean, we were all finally that pressure came off of you know getting that first win, especially against a tough team, uh, uh, reigning champions. It was it wasn't easy. And then even with the players they lost uh, from injury, it still wasn't easy. They were, they were a tough team to play, but he was just happy with the defensive work that we did. Because obviously we were, we were struggling with that from these past few games, but I think we I think we did well defensively. And he, he said that he defensively we, we were um, we were tough. We were hard to get past. We worked hard defensively, and I think uh, he I mean he said that we also need to uh, work on uh, be able to keep the ball a little better in tighter spaces and. And be able to move the ball side to side you know, on the on the offensive half, even of our half. So, um, so things like that, the small things, obviously that we had to fix. But I think for the most part, he, he was very, very happy. We got we, we finally got those three, especially on that a, a big time game like that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, 
kudos to you when you uh, when you sort of got the ball and sort of led the counterattack. I mean, the goal really came from that effort. But it was one of those things where I saw you run into the infield and I went, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Because you could just sort of tell that every time the guys got in there or you guys got in there, it was just you start prancing a little bit, hoping that you don't go down. But, uh, yeah, again, good job on that on that end there. Um I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let's uh, let's shift focus. So the Hounds opener this weekend. This is going to be your first in front of the Hounds fans. What are you uh, most looking forward to playing at home for the first time as a pro? It's, I want to see the the, the the crowd. I think I'm, this whole month has been such a drag going through airports, vans, and going to see other people's fans. You know, I think it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be very nice to go and see our home fact actually cheering for us and not booing at us and yelling at us and telling us stuff outside of the field. So I think that's going to be, that's going to be something very huge. People supporting you from actually, and and then, and then actually just being home and not having to travel, I think is going to be huge for, it's going to be huge for us, but I just want to see that environment. And I, I'm also excited because my family's coming, my family's coming uh, this Friday. They're going to catch the home opener and uh, I have my daughter's coming as well. So that's very, very exciting for me. That's what I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. That's awesome. I, I rumor has it there's going to be a few tailgates, and so if they uh, want to stop by, I'm sure the fans will treat them really well and give them some food and hang out. So that's that's awesome. Um, okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to give them the information. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, there. Okay, I gotta ask this because Laura Ellen uh, begged that we ask you this. We've had this ongoing debate. Do you know? I because I didn't know this. Do you know what a walking taco is? A walking taco. Yeah. Um, is that like, is it like, is that like a California thing that they're trying to say? Or no, I, no, I no. no. <laughs> I, I, I never heard of this before, and I got made fun of for it. And apparently, it's a, I guess it's a regional thing. Josh, do you want to give yeah. the details of exactly so what a walking taco is? It's what we're serving is? at tailgate. It's a bag of Fritos, like a little bag of Fritos. You open it up, and you put like taco meat in there, and like all the fixings for like tacos. So essentially, you eat the taco out of the little bag of Fritos. And I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of people know that around here, but not outside of here. I don't know how regional it is, but yeah, it's, it's a good Good. That makes me feel so yeah. much better. Good. Um, I got to ask you, so you trained on the old turf before they ripped it up and now the new turf is in what's uh what's your impression of the new stuff? What's, what's the difference? What are you thinking? I would feel so much better, especially on the body, on the knees. On that first, on that old turf, your knees were aching after like maybe training a hard training, a hard training day where you're running a lot. And this one, it's uh, this this new turf we just finally trained on it today, and it's very nice. I think it's top quality. It's uh, it, it plays pretty, it plays just as fast, maybe maybe a little bit less, uh, a little bit less than than the than the old turf we had. But it still plays quick, and that's what we wanted. We didn't want a, a turf like that that played really slow and heavy. And uh, so I think they did a they did an amazing job today. We 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 were able to just get the ball moving, and it felt great. I mean, there's not crazy bounces like it was on the on the old turf, but obviously turf is turf, and it does bounce. But it wasn't as bad as we thought. And I think it was. Uh, we're looking forward to playing on that and opening that up on this Saturday. I think it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a good a good surface to play in this rest of the season. Awesome. So I was happy with it for sure. Good, 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 good. Yeah. I wanted to know, get a firsthand report. So thank you for that. Um, 
let's do it, man. Give us your prediction. What's going to happen Saturday against Hartford? How are you guys going to do? I think Hartford. I think if I think I think I I think we're going to go on the attack. Obviously, we're home. We didn't go on the attack when we were away. So I think I, I think uh, Bob is fearless in that sense. I think we're going to go on the attack. If we go on the attack, I think it'd be a two three zero game for us. I, nice. I really do believe that. I trust in the group. I trust in myself. So I think it, it can be a two three zero game for us. I think after that, you're like our favorite interviewer we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I'm optimistic, so we're still optimistic. That's good. good. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, Anthony, man, it's it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us. We want to make sure that uh, you know we get you out of here, get you some time to get ready for this weekend. Best of luck on Saturday. Can't wait to finally get to see you play in person. We'll have to make sure we come up after the game and say hello. Um, thanks, man. This has been great. Thank you, guys. So, guys, that was fantastic. Um, really enjoyed talking to Anthony. Seems like a really good dude. Can't wait to meet him in person. And uh, as we were saying, you know, if uh, if his family sort of wanders up to your tailgate, don't be afraid to say hi and uh, introduce yourself since it sounds like they're going to be in to, to catch his first pro game. So uh, we'd like to emphasize, you know, how all these players are obviously people too and have families and we're all sort of this one big collective family. And I know the Steel Army's done a really good job of welcoming in players' families in the past. Um, so here's another opportunity. So it sounds like it's going to be a really good time. Guys, let's talk a little bit about Louisville. Um, we touched on a little bit with Anthony, got the scoop on Slugger Field, which, yeah, it sounds like it's as bad as it looks. Um, let's talk some takeaways. Josh, first of all, you were at the watch party. How was the watch party? It was a blast, yeah. Hounds threw a watch party. Um, Giovanni's on Babcock uh, Boulevard. Uh, never been there. Uh, it's actually a newer location for them. I think it used to be like Rum Garden or something like that before that. I don't remember what the heck it was called but it was really nice they had the whole upstairs open to us and uh yeah great atmosphere chanting when we got the goal it was a party so yeah it was a lot of fun good i didn't make it in for this one um but i will say that my middle son before the game went on he ran upstairs grabbed his steel army scarf threw it on went and grabbed his soccer ball from the garage and was sitting there with his bag of doritos like just going to town so they are ready for next weekend they still emphasize that they're they're only in it for the walking taco but i i think they're lying i think they're just messing with us now so um in terms of the actual game takeaways uh you know i thought one thing that was interesting we had well first of all i was saying that if we came out with this with a shutout i'd be happy so i i can't complain we got a shutout we got a win so it was sort of like you know double christmas um but we had some chances we didn't have a ton of chances um it felt like we were playing very directly through dos santos and i think that coming into this season i was sort of expecting dos santos to almost be like another nico brett and i think through these first few games i'm getting the sense that that's not really the case at all like he's up top and kev you're sort of squinting your eyes like maybe you disagree with me no i'm I'm with you i see i see him more as just the target guy so the number of times that you have balls that go directly from greenspan or out of wale to dos santos's head to flick on to somebody who's running at it like a nico brett or like an anthony velarde um there were a ton of chances like that and so i'm I'm just starting to wonder how much of this is actually just going to be we bypass our midfield and we just try to go really direct up top um but dos santos had a few chances himself i mean he had the one pk that should have been a pk which we can talk about the refs i really i really don't want to talk about the refs because i felt like overall it was a terribly rough game um but he should have had the pk um he almost had the header so i thought he had a pretty solid game for not scoring he did he he did well um so i don't i don't know kev do you agree with that what do you think no i thought dos santos did have did have a pretty good game um 
I mean, it's weird. I, I think, I mean, you mentioned like trying to bypass the midfield or whatever. I think um, I, I have to give credit to the to Lily and the coaching staff because I think, I mean, I mean, from my perspective, we went out with a 4-2-3-1 with Dabo and Vonkizio, the two holding midfielders, and then, you know, the other four forward. And I think generally it's it's it becomes easier to, I don't know, quote unquote, bypass the midfield in that formation because what what you end up getting is kind of this two separate kind of teams playing. You have the front four who kind of play a game of their own, and then everyone else kind of shields, and the fullbacks can can support sometimes and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think you know with the likes of Dabo and Vonkyzio, I don't think the tactic is ever going to be let's get them on the ball a lot and try to dictate play. Um, you know that's what you want Forbes and uh, Velarde and, and Brett to do. Um, so, but I do want to say, I, I want to give credit to Vonky Zio. I thought Vonky Zio had a really good game. I thought there was a couple moments, especially in the first half, where he linked up really well with uh, James um, on the left flank. Um, no, I, it was weird. I, I don't, well, it's not weird. I, I don't think anyone had a particularly bad game. And I don't think anyone had a particularly great game, but everyone played like above average. And, you know, when that happens, you know, we have enough quality in the players and we have enough quality in the coaching staff where if everyone plays above average nine times out of ten, we should get a pretty good result on the week. Um, I think that being said, Louisville didn't play great. I wasn't particularly impressed with them. Well, and they also lost two of their players to hamstring injuries. Yeah, that's a good point. Terrible. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was... I don't know. I keep wanting to say a weird game, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there's tons of fireworks in this. Um, it just seemed to be like a, like a relatively standard, like well controlled away win. And I think, I guess, I guess maybe why that's weird is because, you know, last season, these are two powerhouses of the East and I think it didn't really necessarily play out that way. Um, but I mean, I thought we played well enough to deserve the three points and it was a great result. Yeah, I agree. Josh, what uh, what takeaways do you got? Yeah, I mean, this had all the makings of a 0-0 draw. I, I thought that was what we were going to get uh, going into this game pretty much after the first half. I was like, okay, I can see this just staying 0-0. I didn't really feel like there was much attack on either side, um, and it was a good defensive game for the Hounds. Uh, but even that said, I, I I do think a lot could have changed the, what was, I think, like the 17th minute when DeSantis uh, got taken down in the box. Yeah. And uh, if that would have been a uh, PK right there, I don't know how this game would have changed, but uh, it, it felt like it. that should have been at the moment where we kind of got even more defensive, a little bit more, you know, bunkering after that. But instead, we got it later in the game in the second half, and we were able to defend it off and... I think they had like two yellow cards after we got that goal. They were definitely trying after yeah. that. Uh, they were trying to do more on the attack. Uh, it's weird though because it felt like maybe they were satisfied with a zero-zero draw, uh, being the home field uh, advantage and all that kind of stuff. I thought they would be a little bit more thinned out earlier on in the game, uh, and or even later in the second half, like if they would before we got that goal, if they would have been trying a little bit harder to get that 
that win at home, but it didn't really feel like they were, which I was kind of surprised to see that from Louisville. Maybe that's because they had two injuries early on in the game, and this hasn't been a great season for them, so they're just trying to get some points from uh, teams that they could perceive as being the top teams in the league. That's very possible. I would love to think that they took us seriously and they uh, were trying to defend more so than they would normally with other teams coming into their home. Uh, But yeah, overall, kind of a middling game that... uh, (sighs) Lily special, you know what I mean? Like it was, yeah. it was more defensive and and dumping the long ball. Uh, <laughs> I was sitting beside Justin uh, during the the watch party, and he kept on saying valuing the ball, valuing the ball. We're not <laughs> valuing the ball. I was like, I get it, I get it, <laughs> but he's not wrong. He's not yeah. wrong. We we weren't. It was it was a lot of just dumping it forward. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, our yeah. our passing accuracy was fifty seven percent. I mean, it was a good. I, yeah. I feel like that was the the, the thing that, that I had the most problem with the, this game was just how much work we need to do on passing accuracy in general. A lot of unforced giveaways. A lot of just just it looks bad. Uh, but we were still defensive enough to withstand. You know, any time we got rid of the ball on accident. And I think the silver lining to that, Josh, I completely agree with everything you just said, but the silver lining to it is if, you know, if you're not going to value the ball and if you're going to play more direct, then you absolutely have to be willing to scrap and fight and pick up second balls and all that kind of stuff. And and they were, um, at least in my perspective. I mean, it, especially the front four, I thought um, – they they hustled everything you know a lot of a lot of closing down the goalkeeper when you know Louisville would pass back to him and and just things like that I, I think everyone put in a real shift uh, especially in like the you know the attacking four positions and yeah you just you need to do that when when you kind of play when you when you have fifty seven percent pass accuracy yeah there was you know one moment where we had a nice stretch of connecting passes and i think that's the one thing you looked at that's encouraging where it's like wow if we could do that more often like yeah now we're commanding the game by just making louisville chase us but that was later in the game and again you know i don't want to say it's early but we have talked about how four road games i mean you heard velarde say it where it's just like lots of travel just itching to get home and and get the job done and they got the job done so you know kudos to that Got to give a shout out to Robbie Mertz, who we forgot to mention on the last show, um, sort of hometown kid, got signed. He got his first professional minutes. Um, unfortunately, took out Kevin Kerr like two minutes into it. But that's all right. We'll, we'll chalk that up to the field. Um, otherwise, you know, brought some energy. He had some hold up play uh, where he was down that left side, just sort of holding it in the corner, keeping the keeping the clock running. Um, him and James working together. So. Um, you know, all reports from people close to the Academy is that he is a player. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, where things go for him. So, you know, kudos to him on getting his first start guys. Um, you know, I, any other big takeaways from this game? I, I want to sort of touch on sort of a bigger picture thing of where we're at right now, but, uh, Josh, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Greenspan. He had a great game. I thought, yeah. uh, overall he was probably one of the better players out there the, during that game. Uh, I believe uh what's uh, the nickname we're going with now uh the uss uh greenspan, greenspan? yeah <laughs> is that is that okay with you mike is that, is that better than <laughs> you can keep uss greenspan if i can keep using big ben how about that i mean you can i'm, I'm <laughs> going to judge you every time just so you're aware <laughs> uss greenspan isn't shorter though it's not really a nickname right it's know. more fun to say sorry it, it kind of gets the point across and yeah yeah 
No, yeah. you're right. I think as soon as those words left my mouth, I was like, I sound like a school teacher here. I <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> you may use the restroom, Kevin. <laughs> Guys, we uh, Kev, we talked about this in the off season where you sort of looked at, you know, okay, first well, I think it was first five uh, or six games. Go ahead. Yeah, but before we jump on that, I, funny enough, I mean, you said any last points. Josh, Josh said Greenspan simultaneously. I actually wanted to point out Toby as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we can we can get in a position where I think all of us in our head know that Toby and Greenspan are great, like a great center back pairing for the USL especially. Um, and I think it could become a little easy to just kind of know that and then not address it when they're you know, living up to very high expectations. And so, yeah, I just, I just kind of wanted to point that out. I mean, I think we all have high expectations of Toby and, and Greenspan, but I, I think, you know, for this game, once again, they lived up to them. So, yeah, I just, I just don't want to forget about them over the course of the season because I think they're, they're great players and they're playing really well right now. And I'd throw in Tommy V there as yeah, well. Sure. Kind of like that center of that, uh, the back line. Uh, those three together really make me feel a lot more comfortable uh, with how much possession we're giving uh, the other side because we're not holding possession that much and we're, we're kind of allowing the opposite side to play a lot with the ball and having those three in that center area makes me feel a lot better about that. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so yeah, I think we did predictions and I couldn't remember Kev if it was the first four games or the first five games, or the first, first six games. games. It was the yeah. first five games and we sort of said, you know, how many points do we think we would have out of the first five games? And I think that I said I would be really happy with six. And that's we like, a what? lie. You're, Is that? No. That's what like, did I, I say? We said nine. Both, I think we said nine. <laughs> I think both you and Josh said like 12 to 13. Like, um, what? Like, yes. I remember I said seven to nine and you guys laughed at me. And I'm, I'm, what? I, I don't know. I could be really wrong here. We're going to check the tape. I don't, I don't I, believe this. We're going to have to. <laughs> I, I swear I was the lowest guessing person and i said seven to nine points all right well let's uh, let's let's look back then in retrospective and just say we started the season with a four-game road trip we came back with five points we lost two nothing in tampa drew two two to swope two two to beth Steele, and won one nothing against louisville and you know as steel army twitter pointed out if you had said that it was the louisville game that we were gonna get the w on in the preseason we would have thought you were crazy how are you guys feeling after these first four games five points all on the road Josh, what, where are you at? Yeah, I mean, I expected better going into this just because of uh, looking at the caliber of the teams we were playing against, and I thought for sure we could we could muster three points against Beth Steele for sure. Um, Swope, I thought we could do it as well. And then Louisville, I was expecting uh, a draw. So in the end, I was expecting for more points, but if I'm looking at it just from an abstract, just like, okay, four games, five points, all away, that's a good total right there i mean mm -hmm. draw away win at home uh we did more than just draw away because we got five points instead of four so in the end it's better than what you would expect uh but i had higher expectations for this team yeah and i you know tampa is surprising some teams early on i mean we're not going to actually look at the table yet but if you just sort of look at who they played and how they performed they're doing a lot better than they did last year so i think if we were sort of thinking of them as the same tampa as last year they're not um kev how are you how are you feeling so far yeah i mean it's similar to josh i think um 
I anticipate. I, I think I, I anticipated maybe us being a point or two more at this stage. But you know, whatever. That's it's a point off. You know, plus or minus whatever. Um, and and yeah, I expected us to pick up the points in other games. Um, I thought Louisville would have been more difficult. I thought you know, no. Uh, as as everything you know, from the Steel Army Twitter to to Josh, what you just said. No, I don't think any of us was any of us was expecting to get the our only win against Louisville. Um, but but that being said, no, it's it's a fine points total, um, especially when you look at the next game, um, which we'll get into in, in a bit. Um, yeah, no, I I think it's it's not great, um, but I don't think it it's cause for for panic either. What do you think, Mike? No, I agree. I think you know if, as long as we can take care of business at home, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, um, it's not going to be easy. But I think yeah, you when we look back, you know, we get halfway through the season and we're trying to figure out you know how we got to where we got to. We're going to look at this four game road stretch at the very beginning of the season. And be like, we picked up five points. Like that's that's. It doesn't really matter how we did it. We picked it up, and you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, like from my point of view, we could have dug ourselves into a hole with yeah. these first five or four games, and we didn't do that. I mean, we didn't exactly give ourselves a running start, but we didn't dig ourselves into a hole, and that's kind of you know, <laughs> as much as you can ask, really, is just make sure that we're we're going into our home stretch uh, with not a, a big giant chip on our shoulder. And I don't think we are. Yeah. And it may not have been pretty. I mean, we were, we've been very critical of some of the things that have happened on the field, especially with these first four games. But um, at the end, it, it, this isn't a beauty contest. Like it's all about the points. And so if the team gets hot later in the season, super, that's what, that's exactly what you want. And all we're going to care about is the points right now. So they got it done. So yeah, I, I can't really complain, you know, especially Kev, if, if, if we're going to say that you were right with your predictions and whatever, and we ended up with eight points after five games, cool. Like, I think that's that's not terrible. I'm so. not I'm not lying either. It's it's. I am, I'm going to make you go back and listen. I am on my listen. phone right now. <laughs> you are already fact-checking this. Yes, like, I've, I've muted my mic episodes. while you guys have been talking, and I've been listening <laughs> to the old podcast trying to find the right... I'll find it before Good we're luck. done with this You podcast. will not find it tonight. Well, this has been a great show. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scars. <laughs> no, we won't do that. We got some other news we got to talk about um, before we jump into the Hounds opener. One big thing. So we talked a, a few weeks ago about how Mongols is sponsoring an amateur team, South Oakland United. We got word that their first game of the season is this Sunday at 12.30 p.m. at Riverview Park Turf, just north of the city limits. Best luck to Josh and the team. Not this, Not our Josh. Another Josh. Can't wait to hear how they do. We're going to try to get one of the players on maybe next week just to sort of get the scoop on the team and maybe how they did in the first week. So don't lose. But if you lose, it's still okay. We're still going to have you on. We still want to know about what's going on, um, the uniforms, all of that. So if anyone's in the area, be sure to go support the squad. I'm sure they'd love it. It's just, it's just again, it's a really cool thing um, that we could help these guys out. So that's Sunday, 1230, Riverview Park Turf, South Oakland United. Go check it out. But before that happens, guys, we got a home opener this weekend, 7 p.m. at Highmark Stadium. Josh, when does the tailgate start? 12 p.m. It's going to be a long tailgate. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. be there at 12. I got, no, I I got a soccer game yeah. that morning for the kids. <laughs> we'll be there, but not that early. When when are you guys going to march in? When do you think? Um, probably. I'm hoping we do about an hour before the game, maybe around 6, uh, at the latest, like 6.15. Okay. Uh, 
kind of want to get there a little bit early, get our, our spot staked out. We also have a, a TIFO for the game, so want to make sure we get that all set up. So, you know, a lot of, lot to prep, a lot to prepare. We're probably going to do a march in because uh, it's nice to do those on special occasions, and the home opener is about as special as it gets. So, yeah, yep. we'll be doing a, a march into the stadium, uh, the whole Steel Army, kind of with flags waving and chants going. And the TIFO painting went well this weekend? Yeah, yeah, it was great. We had a great turnout and uh, went really fast, and no one really screwed it up that much, which is great. I mean, <laughs> you'll be surprised. Tifo can be, you know, hit or miss sometimes. It's like, oh, I just painted this whole section. It's supposed to be a different color. My bad, guys. <laughs> Why does Kenny Forbes look like Rob Vincent? What just happened here? <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it could get interesting sometimes because it's hard to tell what you're doing when that, you know, you're painting on a giant sheet and you oh, can't yeah. really see what's what. You're just kind of going. Was a small micro section by section. So, yeah, it went great. Well, good. Hartford coming to town. They just lost 4 nothing to Tampa. Um, Hartford has played five games. They lost all of them. They scored twice in that span and have given up 11 goals. I, like, we, we've talked about in the past, notoriously the Hounds have not done great in home openers. I really hope this is not a game that these guys look past. Like, I, it can't be, right? Like, this is the home opener. Like, you can't look past this game. It's got to just be you go in, you take care of business, you get three points, and and we're moving on, right? Kev, I, what, where, how do you think this game plays out? Where are you at prediction-wise? I mean, yeah, I, this is the best game we can look forward to. This is the best home opener we can look forward to. I mean, for context, they've scored two goals in five games, um, haven't won yet. Uh, lost all five games, conceded eleven. Um, you know, it's 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 hard to say they're not the worst the worst team in the league so far after five games. So, um, yeah, we're we're I don't know. Historically, we're fairly stout uh, defensively. Um, I mean, this season we've already what we're going worse than a goal a goal game, which is uncommon for us, I would say. But you know, uh, going up, going up a team who can't score and are leaking a lot of goals. Um, our home opener, crowd's going to be up for it. Um, I'd be shocked if if we don't get anything but a win here. Josh, what are you thinking? Yeah, exactly the same. I mean, this is a team that has spent was this the they're going to be their what do we say their fifth game uh, on the road? No, sixth game on the road. I think they have like nine games on the road start out the season this is a tough beginning for them uh so i don't envy them at all because yeah that's, that has to be really tough like we were complaining about four games on the road in a row like they have almost double it so it's gonna be a rough game for them i'm hoping <laughs> and i'm uh i'm i'm thinking yeah we get the win i'm just worried about that that chip that the fact that we we usually don't have good home openers uh it's it's kind of like this stigma that I have with this team, just worried about home openers and making uh, not putting their best foot forward. And honestly, I, I feel like there's no reason I should be worried about this game. But that's just kind of like the, you know, the pessimist in me. The don't don't want to get my hopes up. But this is as good of an opponent as you would be able to ask for for a home opener a team who has been on the road so long who is having a rough time of a start like this is the perfect game for the hounds to make a statement uh in front of the home fans to start the season so i just hope they can you know stay focused and don't look past this game and uh, take it seriously and get the job done yeah i agree and kev you talking about being stout defensively just made me think back on the last episode we were debating about 
being defensive juggernauts or playing crazy fun times as we sort of trademarked it. Um, we did put out a poll on Twitter and basically said, look, all things being equal, if you know we got the same number of points, would you prefer a team that played shutdown defense, one nothing games, or crazy fun time, four three games? 81% of people said they wanted crazy fun times. So, uh, you know, I, I I think I'm still in sort of the defensive category. Kev, where, where do you stand on that before I give my prediction for this one? I mean... I- yeah, it's not even a question. I want, okay. I want crazy right. fun times. I mean, that's okay. that's just. I'm surprised it's as low as eighty <laughs> percent. To be fair, I mean, there's no way to know that crazy fun time is going to give you the same amount of points as right. defensive. So, like, having hindsight, like, yes, you want crazy fun time, but no one in the moment is going to be like, "We're letting in four goals, but we're getting five. Sure, that's fine." But like, you don't know that. Like, yeah. <laughs> can't let in that many goals. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, otherwise, in terms of this game, I totally agree with you guys. I think this is probably the the this is probably the best home opener we could ask for. So um, you know, all that we can hope for is that the guys go out there and they get enough time on the field that they're used to the turf. It sounds like it's a much better setup than what we've had previously. Um, hopefully, we don't see anything where people are waiting for a high bounce and it's a much lower bounce and they got to deal with it. But you know, for all intents and purposes, it sounds like it's going to be a great night. Um, lots of fun, lots of people, TIFO, great opponent. And, uh, hopefully, you know, this will be a good opportunity for the team to really kick off with the fans uh, for the first time this season. So yeah, I'm predicting a win in this one as well. Um, I don't, I don't know what the score is going to be, but, uh, I'm, I'm thinking three points regardless. So yeah, now I guys have to get it done guys. Now the interesting thing is, you know, we were on the road for the first four games of the season. Now we get three games at home. Um, I think originally when we were sort of looking at the schedule, it was like, oh, you know, the, the three games at home might not be too terrible aside from maybe Nashville. But, um, you know, we basically have Hartford this weekend. Next weekend we have St. Louis. And then the following weekend we have Nashville. And uh, St. Louis has been the class of the East thus far. And, uh, you know, we know that Nashville's no joke. So what originally looked like, oh, you know, we'll go on the road, we'll come back, maybe we'll pick up some points here, is looking like, you know, Hartford is really sort of the only one that you're sort of looking at and going, yeah, we got this. How are you guys feeling about the next three games? You know, let's we just talked about the, the first four. Let's 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 put on a prediction hat. How many points would you be happy with over the next three games, Kev? Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm what? I'm generally the realist, right? Is that my role? Am I, am I confirming this with you guys? <laughs> I don't know. It's tough, right? Because it's like having, having the home games is great. Having the first one against Hartford is great. But I mean, you know, St. Louis, top of the table, Nashville, you know, preseason predictor being, you know, top of the East. So I, I really don't know. I, I, in the past, I think the Hounds have surprised me with kind of turning up when they're maybe slightly out of form and you know not turning up when we're in form so yeah i don't i don't i don't think we're gonna fall off a cliff here like and i don't i don't think it's i don't know i i think historically speaking i think we we're gonna do pretty well over the over the course of these three games i think we play pretty well and against big teams um i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know if we're i don't think it's a players getting more focused against big games because that suggests that they're taking not big games lately, and I don't, I don't, I don't think they would do that. Um, so yeah, I don't. I, I, I'd be happy with. Obviously, I'd be happy with seven. Um, I think six would be absolutely fine. Um, I think anything below that, and you know, 
now instead of five games, we're talking about eight games in. And, you know, at some point after that, we're going to have to start picking up points here eventually at some point in the season. I mean, I know it's a relatively long season, but, you know, after this, we're talking, what, like 20% of the way through uh, the season already, which is kind of crazy to think of. Um, so I think I think kind of baseline six is what we're talking about, and I think seven would be quite good. I was going to say, if you're a betting man, and I put the line at six and a half after these three games, are you taking the over or the under? I'll probably take the under, but I don't bet a lot, so I don't really know what I'm betting on. <laughs> I'll say. If, you had, to, if like... you had to bet 20 bucks on yeah. the Hounds getting six points or the right. Hounds getting seven points, which right. one are you taking? Probably seven, actually. You're gonna go seven, Josh. Yeah. You taking the over or the under? I mean, I want the seven. I, I think that's uh, yeah. But what would what you put twenty be. bucks on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, if you would have said fifty bucks, I would have taken six. But twenty bucks, I'll take seven. Um, Always gamble responsibly, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> In funny money, I am taking. If it's uh, toughy bucks, I'll be a little bit more conservative. Uh, but <laughs> those are more important to me. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is one of the things where I'm kind of worried that. I don't want to see us lose momentum, and I feel like two losses in a row would be that uh, with uh, St. Louis, Louis and then uh, Nashville. I feel like we have to get at least one win out of those two games uh, to feel good. And uh, the other one, I would prefer to be a draw over there, a loss, obviously. But I, I feel like I don't want to see a, a, an L at Highmark within these first three games. I just don't. I don't, I don't think it will hurt us if we get one loss and one win but i two draws even sounds terrible to me like i I want i want these last two games to be both wins but i'd be happy i'll be content with uh i think st louis we should we should get the win i look at their record so far and like how they've been doing they're not the best team in the world i i don't believe the hype in them um and they lost to nashville uh and they drew against rowdies so i mean take it or leave it but i feel like at home against the rowdies they should have been able to win that uh so yeah i'm gonna say win against st louis and uh draw against nashville yeah i think i'm 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 in the same boat i think i'll go I'll, i'll take the seven i think you know we've slowly been progressing over the past few games again as velarde said it's been difficult on the road and now we're home we have a little bit more time to practice on the turf other teams may not be used to the turf so you know if if we're coming into the season and we're expecting that we're going to be up there at the top of the table fighting for a championship then you need to expect to win these games regardless of how these other teams have done so i think that this is a this is a prime opportunity for the hounds to step up and say this is who we are and we're going to do this and you know kev you talked about roles i think i'm typically the overly optimist blindly optimistic one um and so that's what some of this may end up being but uh yeah i'm gonna i'll take the seven um you know. Speaking of overly optimistic, I found the point, Mike. You said we we're going to have 11 points after five games, just so you know. Still haven't heard Josh's yet. I'll, I'll inform the public when I do. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'm just as bad. Yeah. I'm sure I'm just as bad because he says he's the over-optimistic one. I feel like I'm actually the over-optimistic. I, 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 yeah. We, we need horror. all sorts. Right? 11 I mean, points after five games? What was I thinking? Mike, you said we weren't going to lose until June. <laughs> oh, that's true. I did say that. To be fair, we only have one loss. We haven't lost since then. We've only played four games, but yeah. 
Look, we did it last year. Like, it's, it wasn't that terrible of a shout. I mean, it wasn't until we June. We four but... away games in a row last year no, at the beginning of the didn't. season. No. <laughs> no. No. But, I mean, okay, look. No, never mind. I'm not even going to try to defend it. It's you don't, yeah, you don't have this. to be defensive here. It's fine. Yeah. It's <laughs> what was your prediction, Kev? What did you actually say? Did you I get mean, that I, point? I, 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 I seem to remember it, but oh, I, yeah. I still need to I listen see. to the factual yeah. thing. Uh-huh. No, I'm pretty sure I said seven, in, seven to nine points was my prediction. And uh-huh. if we win this, we're on eight. So that puts me How right convenient that you heard mine verbatim, but now you seem to recall <laughs> yeah, <right>. this one. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. You know, you know how hard it is to try it's to fine. actively contribute to a podcast while listening to another <laughs> podcast? There were times where I was listening to Josh speak now and listening to Josh speak on his podcast. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Josh in stereo. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, regardless, like we said, home opener, 7 p.m. Highmark Stadium. I don't know if there's still tickets available, but you need to try if you don't have them already because it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's looking like weather, it might be shaping up to be pretty decent. So get down to there, bring the kids, bring the whole family. Uh, I noticed Kidsburg is doing a promotion where uh, you can sign up. I think it's called the Pups Club, something like that, where kids can get tickets for free to this game and a game in August. So just head over to the Hounds, sign up. Um, it's a great thing. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great time. So thanks to Anthony for dropping by. Um, as we mentioned, great interview, great talking to him. Make sure you go up and say hello. Um, swarm them. Oh, don't swarm them. But like after the game, if you're on the field, make sure you go up, you say hello. Um, yeah, good stuff. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USO, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. If you're looking for more great Riverhound news, head over to the BGN.fm. Click on the Hounds logo. You can follow us on Twitter at Mongols. Email us at Mongols at BGN.fm at Mongols Pod on Instagram. Head over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show, leave us a review. Otherwise, let us know what you thought about this one. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.